0: One of those things I like to do before I do a deep dive into something or some real dirty work I have to do, I breathe even before I get to a work site or just a spot I got to be at. Just breathe you for a minute. Let go of your shoulders or hands your jaw. And just do a deep breath for like a good 30 seconds. Close your eyes. And then you let it go. Welcome to Fresh My Fresh Podcast. I am Curtis Metcalf. And um, I want this episode to like serve as something. This is, you know, the subject is going to be flowers. Giving folks their flowers. There's been a lot of talk about giving folks their flowers. Giving folks their true props. People you feel that's been slept on and stuff and who's more slept on than people around you i say this because uh was it thursday or friday you know a couple of days ago my my homie my my brother who i started rhyming with don palmer hit me up about this very podcast right here and uh Added on some things, gave me some suggestions and stuff to make it bigger. And how often do you talk to a friend who's like gone on and really made himself an asset of business? You know, we're gonna use a Jay-Z term, you know. I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man who's really went into the uh intricate parts of the industry that you that that you go forth in actually made himself an asset without getting swallowed up by the game because you know there's no game here no game all heart here but you don't go into firefighting digging this something off a of tv you don't go off nothing thinking it's just like on tv 'Cause then, you know, that stage will show you better. But we kicked it we kicked it on the phone for a good long while about like finances, resources, music, bailey be like, you gotta get in touch with your people and stay in touch with your people that's uh that's really one hundred. Like let me get to the, let me get into the story. The whole talk we was talking about is like when a man has someone on his mind, he's going to tell you for real, especially when we were just kids, especially when we were just kids going back to when we were just teenagers. He was still in school I had graduated. Matter of fact, he was at my graduation 1995, and we had been trying to find each other. Ever since we hadn't trade like phone numbers or something like that. We had took bus trip like really, really. I say about May, May the 6th, 1995. Blunt High School band, auxiliary, and chorus, we, we all funded this field trip to go to like the uh, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival that weekend. We could only do it for like one day though. So we went, got a charter bus and we all went. But this was the bad this was the uh part about it. Me and Palmer battled each other on the bus. This is before we was cool. I know he was like the top dog, you know, everybody had that one dude who was just like a whiz at rapping. And he was a whiz at rapping. He was so much of a whiz at rapping that that um he was so much of a whiz at rapping that you would think he got signed in high school. Like, like, damn, you got a record out? You got something on tape? You got, you, what what you got? Like, dude was like that. Like, freestyles, he was taking cats out. Everybody that thought they, they could rap, he out-rapped them, rapped some more. Like, psh, hey, he was like a fixture at school. People, He would tell people, like, he got folks in Brooklyn and stuff, and people didn't believe him, you know, he him being from Pritchard. And that's just testament. That's just testament to him because I got to see the guy, you know. I got to see the guy when I got free time. Like, you know, I grabbed my mom's whip, go right around Pritchard. I used to go right ride, ride around, like, the section of... Where I was from, just Trinity Gardens. So you go across Highway 45, that's the best of a project. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. So I would go, or I would cruise up and down the old Blessema projects. they and refurbished and rerouted the streets over there since then, since like 2004, 2005, something like that. But back then, mid 90s, I would just go over there. Back when, you know, the gangs was out and you had no business being in certain parts and stuff. You know, I, I knew enough to, to like, if I, if a guy into trouble, keep the windows rolled up, they try to get in the car, just drive. Close to the entrance, there was this uh, grocery store. That was a There was uh, grizz and in the uh, food stamp office it was right next to it and And this is before the star motel got put there the star the Star got put there like maybe in the ninety six i'm gonna say the middle of ninety six ninety seven it was definitely there though um that family dollar wasn't there yet. The poor city cleaners was there though, but right along that street right there, you go up and there's a uh there's a stop there's a stop sign right there in that first street. You go past that. And I will always cruise through there. Around around Bessemer, uh the gym. And this is this this next street up from where I was uh where the stop sign was from that from that side of the street. And I would go there and I would cruise down that McCroy Drive. I'd probably like cruise down there like maybe a couple of times. And um this one chance time that I got, that I passed by there, I seen Palmer coming out, coming out the house, maybe, he was on the block, I know that, he threw his hands all over, yo, I'm like, ah, oh, finally, finally found this guy, and it seemed like both of us started rapping right when I got out the car, we started rapping, and he started freestyling, he said, let me see if I, let me see if you're gonna catch this, and then it's like, you know, you got to say the word. After the last word I say, you gotta, you know, kinda like do an ad lib. So I'm trying to think of let me see a cadence. What for what for rugged smooth and the greasy with the pyramid pyramid. I grabbed the mic and start to preach and be like every preacher sermon, sermon. I said those. I said those athletes like oh man you got it so it gave me it it put me in the mind of that's how i think about him that's how i thought about you palmer when um when he's rapping it sounds like he made a record already it sounds like he didn't already recorded something already and i was in the mindset of like that's how you do it that's how you do it if i ever wanted to rap i would want to do it the whole right way so we had changed numbers then, and then, like, <clears throat> I believe the first time I called him or he called me, I was writing, and I kicked something. It was like something, maybe 30-bar, 30 30-bar 30 rap. I know what it was. This was in my old notebooks. So I still have my old notebooks. matter of fact, I'm looking at them now. He's um, like, damn, nigga, you was dope. You doper. You doper than when we battled and <laughs> stuff. And so when we traded off, we traded off on some things. We really did trade off on some things like I freestyled better with him. Also, he the trade off with, with him, I freestyled better and he could, we made concepts. We made conceptual rhymes and songs better. We was like a little miniature organized confusion over here. Even though we was on Wu Tang hard, like three albums that we really went in on, as far as like studying and wanted, and wanted stuff to come out, dope was a uh, I know Method Man to Cal was one of them, Mob Deep, the infamous, and Raekwon only built for Cuban so I can say that. I can say that because that's like when Polo, my man, Polofius Jones, Marco Polo back then, he had this old, um, he had this old 84 Corolla, it was a brown 84 Corolla, and he had those, that's what they was playing, and Mark, Marco was on some player stuff, like, he liked those type of raps, like, he was a big-time do-or-die fan, and I believe he liked some West Coast, too, like some E-40, we all like E-40, though, that in a major way was like, uh, a big album, a big album. I know, I know Cats from, like, Tomoville was on E-40 and Jake the Flake real hard like that. So that's all in the chemistry as well. Because th- some of that stuff was in the street. Some of that stuff got radio time and stuff. <laughs> but along, along those lines, like, I will remind Paul during that talk on the phone that, I remember yeah, you telling me all this. I remember when you wanted to be in everybody, everybody that said they wanted to rap, he wanted to be in everybody's camp. He wanted to be in everybody's rap group. Like on the serious, on the serious notion that dropping a record or hearing yourself on wax, hearing yourself on the radio, that type of potential, that type of dream, like, you know, head up in the clouds going about it like if y'all really serious about it i'll write y'all raps and we could we could all split the paper we could all get paid and everything you know wanted to be i know it was like um it was like a couple I Matter mean, of fact I, I ran into uh big c from souls of the sack about a week ago in the neighborhood walmart we don't get to talk about music as much with certain folks like, you know, like, you know, see you in passing, see you with your girl in public, like, you know, dap it up. Man, it's good to see you, good to see you, you know. You made it up out of the street and you raising the family and stuff, man. But he was in one of the groups that Palmer wanted to be in early and stuff, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of cats. It was a lot of cats that was like, oh... There was Tisco Campbell. He had a, he had his uh lights out studio, like he went to another high school, he we went to vica we went to Blunt, but he had he was like uh a real deal band director. <laughs> he was leading the band. He was a drum major. He was a drum major back then. And then he was messing with the music. He does like parties and promotions now. But at that time he was like the biggest dude in, in Pritchard. As far as like running a running a studio and stuff. Like city wide folks knew him. Folks knew him in the area, you know. And opportunities to present themselves. Chance to present themselves. I actually I actually met him and I brought my uh SP two oh two and DR two oh two to the studio to record uh to record the aforementioned Polofius Jones back in like 2004 where we came out with stuff like uh I'm a hustler and words to a song which ended up being on the Freezing Jones EP from 2007 it's funny how all those came out and sprouted out constant working but all those memories like Pablo would tell me Palmer was telling me like yeah I need I need my folks you know I don't want you to have no type of feeling no type of way or whatever and this is me as a man and it's just like this is, this is where i shut up and listen to folks because i i i do a whole lot of preaching about how people kind of like get the fame and forget where they come from either the money changes from or the situation changes life takes us through some unexpected Changes and then you have to head your head up and move forward. Also learn why while you're doing it, and that's a lot of learning that Palmer did as he as he grew into a man. He seen my family structure. <laughs> he seen one day he seen he seen my family structure. He's like the type of love we exhibited in this house right here. He didn't see it. He didn't see it then. He didn't see it then and how I treated him. So it went on like that. That's a whole lot of stuff in this room that got created. The whole LAC Mythos got created. And I linked that, I linked that to uh Thousand and Merck and Bulletproof. Bulletproof was already had a strong foundation as far as like being a camp. It's like when I got it, I got that, we got more focused on doing albums for real, because I added my element to it. Um, it's a whole lot of stuff. The lab rats, if you know about the lab rats, I ain't going to say, I ain't going to say it's a mobile thing, but lab rats was one of those things that Palmer brought down here. It was a project that him and, uh, Y-Kim, the ill figure, you know, if you're familiar with Y-Kim, um, Royal family. Not to even brag or flex or anything like that. Raw fam, Timbo King, know all those cats. Um Palmer did some stuff with like Wu Tang, he was messing around in Brooklyn or whatever. Uh, knew some cats. I know we was we was training numbers for cats back in the nineties. And um I'm trying to remember this one guy. Was it Rich? Nesbit yeah, Somebody. I have all the old notes in my notebooks and stuff because I had to make calls to these cats, too. But, yeah, I even rap for somebody over the phone. I don't remember all of this. A lot of ideas came from right here in the lab. I'm sitting on the floor right now, currently. I had to leave out somewhere in a little while, but Palmer used to try to get over here every day. I didn't really have a car. Couldn't really ask my mom. <laughs> my mom was like a real a responsible, real responsible woman. And I couldn't just grab the keys to the car and just go somewhere. Like, you, where you going? You got a job? You going to get groceries? What? Um, before I even had all these records, let me tell you the setup. I had to set up. Both of us came with ideas, like, where are we gonna get our beats from, where are we gonna record, we gotta record something. So he was the one that gave me the idea to record. And I'm gonna tell you, I had this drawer where, where I keep all my cassette tapes at and stuff. And, um, he snatched, uh, he snatched this old, Tape recorder that you used to sit in class and listen to stuff on, you know, listen to instruction tapes on. He used to go to uh, W D Robbins, which is like, it's right around the way. It's still there. Matter of fact, it's still there on uh on West Main Street. they had hand closing down. I think they're closing down. Had it. I had to check back. Um. Yeah. So I figured it out due to to due to my brother having showing me the expertise of how to record how to record stuff. As long as you had an auxiliary cord and auxiliary output or something, you could you could do something with it. As long as that was a mic jack and a boom box, yeah, I'm gonna take it that. Uh, I had my pops' old boom box. We used that. Did we use that to record? Yeah, because it had the mic. It had the mic jack on it. Uh, had a tape recorder from school, and I used to make beats. My first beats I made uh, stuff on were from were for pause mixes, like using utilizing that pause button to uh to, to snatch breaks off a cassette, cause I ain't have a whole lot of records back then. And I wouldn't, miss it. I wouldn't mess with uh, Wax until like a few months after we recorded our our, our demo. I used to, well, The way I had to do it, my pops had a house, had one of those house stereos in there that had the turntable on top. That was a way to record. So what I would do, all the jazz records I would do, I would just grab those. And I was listening to jazz. I was going to listen to a lot of jazz like 11th and 12th grade year. Cause I couldn't get all the new, uh, rap releases or whatever, all the new music or whatever. It was whatever. If it got played on the radio, I would get it. If not, I wasn't swing it. Cause I had music at the house. Um. What I would do, I would record. I re- I would record a whole lot of stuff off the radio. And um. What I could and loop stuff like this was around the time, um, there was a light mix 106, which is light mix 99. Now, um, WDLT had just came in that year. This was after the blizzard, this was after this big blizzard that we had across the state. Bill, let's playing all the hot rap stuff one month. I know so because. Our high school team went up and won state that year, not in '93. They won it in the snow. About a month later, us switched their format to where, like, you you heard uh you heard uh you heard Mary J. Blas Love Without a Limit remix all day. You heard R. Kelly Bumping Ground remix all day. And then you might have heard Snoop. You might have heard one Snoop song. You started hearing less and less. All the all the rap stuff you had to hear went to WGOK AM, 900, stereo, gospel. They was playing rap in the afternoon, though. So I went elsewhere. I was trying to, you know, I was finding stuff that got sampled. I was t- discovering Isaac Hayes, Ohio Players, Barry White and stuff. My brother got the same stuff in his collection. David Sanborn and stuff. I was listening to this over and over and over. This was before I met Palmer, though. I was interested, you know. I was interested. I was hearing the Black Moon. I was hearing the Black Moon, uh, Don't Front. I know I got you open and was putting two and two together. That's Barry White. So, we coming in the 96, like, how what are we going to do for beats and stuff? And I was, both of us was watching each other work on the beats and was throwing ideas out like, you know, why why don't we do this? We You would think we would had, we would just have off-kilter uh, stuff off here if I ever played the tapes. Now, you might hear that some off the tapes, something. I mean, we're getting closer to the, uh, well, today's the 8th, so... November 9th? Well, it's actually be tomorrow. We'll be... The anniversary of this here podcast. So, let me get let me get to the gist of it. The way I would make beats, I didn't have no equipment. So, on the tape deck, the pause button, I would loop stuff. Would make beats. The rest of the way would be like, uh, I record stuff off the radio. Like I said, WDLT was like one of the only times I would have like, uh, and I would have to catch it just before I knew artists. I would have to catch the Bobby Womack, Woman's Gotta Have It. I remember one of the, it's really like my first sample stuff, like some Grover Washington Jr. or something like that. Denise Williams Free, that was one I made, like, the post-perfect loop off that, and I made this joint called Mobile Appeal, and I lent the tape to Palmer, played it at the crib, and I was right. Ra- I know I was rapping on it. The song was finished. Because after that, it was like, Shh, we, we we could record stuff now, at least memorize verses and stuff. And we made a whole lot of stuff off that. Also. I was going once, once we uh passed drug testing, was working at the Winded Dix in Tomerville, We was going to the um, we was going to the record store. We was going to um, to the mall every day, not every day, but every week. Get clothes. We would get, polo. We'd get polo. We get polo. We were some polo. We were some low heads, man. My thing was clothes. We also getting music. Clothes kicks music. And Camelot and the mall had these bargain bin joints that had um. You know how you had your retail stuff. There was also this bargain bin where they had like a, a whole rack of CDs that was like four dollars or something like that i saw this one cd yellow cover never forget it which i still have it to this day 45 king the lost break beats volume one and two and i thought i'm in, I'm gonna hear stuff like impeach the president uh frisco disco or something like that but these are actually beats that 45 king made you know what i'm saying i didn't know he had albums out like 45 kingdom master of the game and stuff i found all that's out later but it started with me, uh, Lost Break Beats Volume One and Two. Here we go once again. Y'all thought we lost the episode. We had to bring him back for it. You know, had, we got came back to blow up the spot. He had a lot of stuff. He had like he had like a gang of beats I rapped over on that. Like I did the same pause tape, method with that, and stretched out some instrumentals on that. Uh, there was one called Hip Hop Music. How you doing? How your mama doing? Yeah, I stretched that out. It was a, it was some stuff on there. and then I started my journey into making beat tapes off of that, off of that right there. Just making some loops. I was looping everything. I was looping everything. Didn't care. That was the, that was the magic of it. And it started, it started. Palmer getting into beats like that. He would go home and loop up like. Uh, he would get the uh end part of a. Uh, Eric being Rakune's Mahogany. That was another hot joint that that we did, you know, going back through memory lane and stuff. And it, it tightened us up. It tightened us up. Like we we really spent like some time. We had we was rapping over a gang of other folks' instrumentals too. Uh I wanna say Mike Geronimo, or wherever you are, the Roots clones. Uh, we rapped over a lot of JD stuff too. Like the Buster Rhymes the Wu ha remixes and stuff it was one joint on here on that on that buster rams 12 inch I, I wish they had an instrumental for and it was like the uh it was the JD remix number two of Wu ha the other one not the not the one with the guitar <laughs> that one was smooth when it was like on some peak rock and we found the pocket we found a pocket with that where it was like most of, most of the beats we would we would choose to rap over it had a it had a trial called quest sound it had that trial called quest sound like you know beats rhymes and life sound and stuff and he wanted to uh expand the, vo- the music vocabulary on it really but all that grain right there started right here in this room, and we was running into people we we ran up on people just to let anybody hear let anybody hear it let anybody hear us we go back to uh we go back to the wind dixie I would make copies of the tape I would make a master I would make a uh like your very first copy i had uh i have so i still have tapes where it's like pretty much like scratch paper I would have to uh splice them edit them. And we would let folks like the security guard at work, we let our manager at work, let us know what we was doing. And it was on like that. I thought it was on. We would meet, we would just meet people. People that said they did music, people that had something to do with music, people that had access to a studio that could let us get into i never forget like uh carolyn that was working at um the music box oh wow, man the music box was the, uh spot too we made that our home we made that our home we would go in there that's that's the uh first spot i really started digging records at found my first stand gets up in there found found my uh, Grover washington juniors every copy of uh just about every all but one or maybe two copies of grover washington jr it feels so good i've ever found what was it was found there first My first copy of, like, uh, Bob James and Earl Clue 101, I found that first. Like, some major samples that would later get used, I found them. I found those there first. Uh, The Bob James Hamboozy, which later got used for, like, you know, same year that Rock Clark Kent and Rakim used for uh, Guess Who's Back off of 18th Letter. I found that, found that in there first before I didn't even know it was sampled. I just picked it up because it was Bob James. Maybe it would be a sample on there and stuff. but you know the magic palmer would move around palmer moving around a lot like i said he uh he had a baby he had this baby he came back home for a minute and um he quit the job went to new york he went to new york with the tape and made moves off of that like he was like rapping in front of um, he went to making those movies after a while. He was, like, found himself rapping in front of, uh... Catching... Catching Dame Dash out in front of, like... In front of, like, Universal Def Jam office. <laughs> he really had that fervor to rap in front of people. Didn't care who they was. Just enough to get their attention. And to say, all right, all right, we'll let you in. Or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, he was having, like, uh... These profile... These are uh, these industry pictures. The connections got bigger. He was going. He was. He went and moved around New York, went to uh, Los Angeles, and went back and forth, and got in. Matter of fact, I'm looking at something. Um, uh, I'm looking at something on my wall as an achievement, like a graduation picture. You know, my brother made it into making making films. Uh, that's a letter, but if you ever heard of this film called "On the Outs? that's not it, and I'm trying to think of the director of that film. I can't remember the name uh, uh. okay, I had to go grab my uh tablet right this minute and um, grab something to eat, break this fast. And, um, the film I was thinking about, it is on the outs, I was thinking about the director of Michael Skolnick. Around this time, Palmer was dealing with like some real dope, like, wow. He was dealing with some big names, like Michael Skolnick was a name, like, that was my first time hearing about Michael Skolnick, and did this film called uh, On the Outs. It was on Showtime, it's on it's on Prime Video now. It was made back in 2004. In and, and, and Palmer had a piece in that he had a character piece in that movie. You know, he's played a character, he was like the dope dealer and stuff. That uh man, just go watch go watch that film, go watch that film on the outs. <clears throat> so that was two thousand four so in between that 2003, 2002, you find Don Parmesan popping up like on the Awful Raw album, Awful Raw, uh, Life Force Radio. He, uh, 2001, he was on the, uh, this guru side project, Ballhead slicking the click on this one joint called OG Talk. He met, uh, Ice-T. He met a lot of folks. He met, like, the whole, pretty much the whole Gangstar Foundation, for real. He met, uh, Premiere. He met, a uh, Biggest Gord. And he was the one to tell me, like, you and Guru got a lot in common. And I wish, I wish I met Guru when he was still living and stuff. That's, like, one thing, and this whole thing I regret. Like, Guru was one of my favorites. Guru's one of my favorite voice and inspiration, favorite MCs, everything. And I was that close to meeting him and didn't meet him. But Palmer got to meet him. Palmer got to meet a lot of folks. With all the uh, ranting and raving, with all the ranting and raving about uh, Kanye West going on right now, him being on Drink Champs, Palmer knew Kanye before he got to be this guy that he is now. And I don't want to harbor no bad feeling about Kanye because I know it's folks who like idolize him. It's folks I know that idolize him. And everything, and think it's like the goat or anything, let, let me just say something. Everybody that you see on on TV and you idolize, they ain't, all, they ain't all that who they cracked up to be. Like that man really is fighting something and like had to go through, you know how you have to go through with something that you don't want to do? It's a lot of things that Kanye didn't want to do that he had to go through with it, and this is like the end result. I just don't like the fact that he's that he's going against so many people. Like this is right there the antithesis the antithesis of what I'm talking about with this show right now. I'm kind of like glad I'm I am talking about it. You don't go against your folks, man. You know. Your most, yeah, you know, regardless of how you feel about the folks, it ain't ain't even about how you feel. It ain't even how about, it's not even about how you feel about it. You got to, if you're going to go out like that, you got to atone for some stuff later on. You got to atone for some stuff later on. Other than that, it just looks like publicity. And I've read that uh, a human uh, uh, element of... Of humans is to want attention, it's to court attention, so let it be what it be. But yeah, like when college dropout dropped, and we know that you know we what we heard work out, and had to check on that top off from Mobile, Alabama. Thanks to Kanye West workout. I got me a new man, I flew a plane? Yeah. And that's like for real. That's like for real. That's like a diss. That's a diss. By all means. All we, we, got, we got Palm on the on the horn about it. And it's just like, you know. I could get that I could get that close to him and just like knock him upside his head just for doing that and stuff, you know. That real deal, serious, and folks were just enamored with Kanye. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, it's no different. There's no different. He's no different from your Most deaf or your Taylor Quilly and stuff like that. You know what I mean, it's like, come on, man, you're in the same class, if not lower. But Palmer met a lot of folks in this thing that has given them advice how to run things how to get into this how to get it man it's a whole lot of stuff that palmer did first and i just want to be the dude because i see a whole lot of things i see a whole lot of things that people are doing now that we did back then and and stuff that some of my people have done and they don't get that acknowledgement for it until somebody else from that they want to acknowledge them, try to do the same thing, and they get they get the props for it and stuff. That's got to stop mobile. you know what I'm saying? Not that it even snaps shine from anybody else who's appeared in a, um, in a magazine article or got fame off of your video or Instagram, social media or, what all, or, or whatever. That's a lot of stuff that got set up. Even the way you rap, that's a lot of stuff that got done down here first. And it was from this side here that you heard it from pretty much. I know I can name folks. I can name Young Health. I can name uh, Mr. Underground himself, Tynamite. I can name Conze 8000. Remember, remember when we, remember when we was moffin when you and Mert was real cool with Showtime and used to go to the Midway. And Showtime will let y'all in and see now I had a problem with it. And that started to be a thing. No sweat. No sweat. He introduced us to a whole lot of folks. Your Esau, your Illa, your uh, uh Dead Start J and folks like that. To where it was like it's like we was at odds, we was on different sides. Then you come in the form of the RS Battle League and you still have folks that did us dirty. But then they came to see the light before it all went bad, and it's like, psh, I promote that mobile unity, but it's got to be right. I promote that mobile unity, but it's got to be right. I'm gonna cut it short here because I gotta do a whole bunch of edits. Um, I want to say before before ending off this episode, I don't even know how long this thing's gonna be. Rest in peace to all the people to those eight people at the um at the astral world event this past weekend that lost their lives through some human error faultiness. I ain't got a whole bunch to say, but just like rest in peace, bless their souls, everybody else that was injured, everybody else that was involved have p t s d from that suffering severe depression. The hurt, the pain, and stuff. Send my heart out to you. That's the best. That's probably, like, better than what you're hearing right now. Um, Eight Stats, I'm going to work on that bio. Palmer, we're going to talk. And that's going to be it. Next episode is going to be about two-year anniversary of our uh, fresh of my fresh and we going we 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 iron on higher heights y'all be blessed peace